Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 398, and today I am pumped to share with you this next interview from someone that is part of our TAS community, and we are going to be shining the light on him today, and his name is Brian Jones, and he's going to talk about how he's built an Amazon business. He generated $182,000 in profit in under a year and a half, or just about a year and a half, I believe it was. He'll tell us exactly how long it was. $182,000 profit, not gross, profit, net, take home, and then from there, how he sold the business. And then he's going to talk about a new business or a new brand that he's building with the potential and possibly selling that one. Now he's kind of got the bug for building Amazon businesses and then selling them because if you haven't heard, it's a pretty big market out there for people buying Amazon FBA businesses. So some people now are saying like, well, I'm kind of good at this. I've already done it a few times. Let me just go ahead and build these things and then just flip them in a year and a half or two years and then cash out and start over again. And then for someone that just wants to invest and they don't want to kind of do the building of the of the business, it's a great opportunity for an investor. All right. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. And I'm so excited because it was an awesome conversation with Brian and he's going to share a ton of knowledge with us here on the podcast. Now, before I do do jump into the interview, I wanted to remind you guys of the Facebook group, the TAS Facebook group, that is, theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy, that is where Brian's hanging out, that's where we're hanging out, and if you want to connect with other like-minded people, definitely go check out the Facebook group. The other thing I want to remind you guys on, I haven't done this in a while, is you're listening to this probably on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform that you're listening to this on, but there's probably a way for you to leave a review and maybe even subscribe to the podcast. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, definitely do that. This way here, you're notified when we go uh, new with a new episode or we go live with a new episode and it'll be published and you'll automatically get reminded. So definitely uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That would be awesome. If you want to leave us a review, that would be cool too. Love hearing from you guys. And then the last little reminder is the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 398. I can't believe it. We're almost at 400 and episode 400 is going to be pretty cool. I'm going to be going over some of the things I've learned from the past 400 episodes and also a lot of the guests that have come on that have actually built brands and, uh, you know, kind of like what makes it really work and kind of like looking into the future. All of that stuff is going to be episode 400. So you're definitely going to want to check out that one. I'm super excited and I want to thank all of you for being listeners because you guys allow me to keep doing this because you keep listening. And as the downloads increase and I see that there's definitely people listening, I'm going to keep showing up because of people like Brian that are actually applying what I'm kind of going through and as far as like the different processes and building the businesses or email list building or any of that stuff and applying it and having some type of change in their business is all that I'm after. That is what I want to do for you. So super excited about that. All right, guys. So that's going to pretty much wrap up the intro. Let's go ahead and uh, dig in. What do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to this awesome, amazing interview that I did with my good friend, Brian Jones. Enjoy. Well, hey, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into your story here and uh, and bring people up to speed as far as what you're doing. And I want you to really... I guess go back a little bit and kind of explain how you even got into this game and why, but really just to let people know, like you posted something in the TIS group, I believe, and then that got my attention and then I 
basically said to you, I said, hey, Brian, we got to get you on the podcast, man. I got to I got to dig into your story a little bit. We got to unpack some of this stuff. And uh, you said, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll definitely jump on. So that's kind of how this this all happened. So anyone listening, if you're not part of the TAS group, you should be. It's free. And there's a lot of people on there like Brian that are, you know, sharing and, and giving. So definitely go check out that. So, Brian, um, give us a little bit of a background of, of who you are and, and kind of like how you even got exposed to this FBA private label thing. Absolutely. Uh, so I, by trade, am a software engineer. I've been doing that for about 15 years. Um, and uh, that's my day-to-day job. Okay. And uh, I work for Options Exchange, actually. Um, and that definitely keeps me busy. Um, but I was I really started in this space by trying to figure out some some ways to make some extra cash on the side, mm-hmm. uh, like, like most of it happens. And I looked for a while at a lot of different uh, options. Um, I looked into, you know, multi-level marketing. I looked into drop shipping. Yep. Um, I even strongly considered doing uh, freelance software dev cause that's, yep. that's what I do. Yep. Um, and I stumbled across your website and, uh, so, so happy that I did that. And, you know, what first struck me about your website was how much information uh, you provide um, with no strings attached, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is incredible!" Um, and was was super happy to find it and just hopped all over. Yeah, it. that's awesome, and you know, I love to hear that. And it's funny because you know, a lot of people go into uh, any business or any venture with immediately thinking to themselves, "How am I going to make money?" And you know, yeah. the podcast for me wasn't about that because I wasn't relying on the podcast as revenue. I just knew that if you know, if I gave enough value, then eventually something would happen. And, that, and honestly, that's the truth. Yeah. It was like, you know, if I just put it out there f- for nothing. I mean, if if I was sitting in a coffee shop and you and I were having a conversation, I would have been telling everything that I told on the podcast up till now, even right. basically the same thing. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's, I can do it publicly now and get on a platform where where I could be heard. And, and that's what I did. And And I mean, even in business in general, it's funny. I was just reading a post today in our Facebook group and mm-hmm. um, and I'll probably end up actually doing a little a little episode on it because it was a guy talking about how he got into the Amazon space, but now is so frustrated with all the changes and this, that, and the other thing. Mm. And he's ready to cash in his stock and basically just be done with it because in the first, Mm. whatever, six months, eight months, a year, whatever, doesn't feel like he's, he's, you know, made enough money back. And I, Mm. and and a lot of people came in and they're like, well, that's business. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, it doesn't matter. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. Like I even think he was that's talking right. about drop shipping or something. And someone's like, you, you have no idea what that's like. <laughs> like that's going to be a whole yeah. other thing that you're going to get frustrated with. So it just depends yeah. on on how long you're willing to go at this thing and, and yeah. steady and consistent. And then what's your end game? You know what I mean? I, I know you you kind of are and you, you'll kind of talk about it as far as like, you know, what yeah. you have in mind. But, uh, you know, I mean. It's just a lot of people when they get started, they they think to themselves they have to make a profit right out of the gate or it's not successful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. curious for you, like, what yeah. was you, did you have like a thing like you know what I'm you know like I, I'm gonna do this thing and if I start to make an extra five hundred bucks a thousand like was there something in your head that was like a marker or did you just say I'm just gonna go in and just see what happens? I said to myself I'm gonna go in and see what happens. Um, you know I I have a pretty uh, pretty busy full-time job so i didn't have a lot of time to spend with it mm. i was spending an hour maybe an hour or two uh a night 
And uh, yeah, I just went into it thinking, we'll see what happens. Um, I spent about four, I, I spent a long time to find my first product, mm-hmm. was, yeah. <laughs> uh, like like a lot of people do. I spent four or five months trying to find the right product. I even had a few initial products I thought I was going to move forward with and, and dropped after going back and forth with suppliers about details. I decided to, there were two products I almost moved forward with and I and let, let go until I got to the third Totally different stuff, too. So I was really, I was nervous to pull the trigger like we all sure. are, and uh, really wanted to spend my time and do due diligence to find the right product. Um, so it's not like I just jumped right in and it was super brave. Really, really, uh, I was working, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I, and I really, and it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was, you know, the whole thing's just a game. It's like, where are these little niches? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and it's funny that you say that because I, I often think of business in general is kind of like a game. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is. I mean, it's like you, you, you can totally, you know, direct where you're going, but you're going to have some obstacles. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, it's yeah. part of the game of business. Um, and it doesn't matter yeah. what market you go into. So I want to I want to dig into that though really quickly before we move on. Yeah. Because yeah. you you said something really important there. Like you spent four or five months looking at like product research and figuring out the right product and yes. stuff. And it was tough. And you were ready to pull the trigger and you didn't. What made you not want to pull the trigger? I think that's something we should probably talk about. That's a great question. Um, was it a gut feel or was it a numbers feel? Or was it too saturated? It, like what, what made you say, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to go there. It, yeah, it was two different ends of the spectrum. One idea was too saturated mm-hmm. and one idea was not enough demand. Huh. Um, and, and along with both of those things, um, I wasn't confident that what I wanted to do in terms of differentiation was going to be uh, cost-effective, easily done mm-hmm. w- in terms of manufacturing. Gotcha. So there was all those things in play, yeah. Okay, and let me ask you this, because it's another thing with, with mindset, right? It's like you, you did all that work, you got to that point, you're like, oh, crap, it's not going to work. You know, and you get deflated, right? I mean, some people do. I mean, well, so- that's that's when you got That's when you got pre- press play on your podcast <laughs> and hear another good story and some new new good uh, advice. Yeah, get you get you and going. Get jazzed up again. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally. I agree, man. I I think. I mean, even myself, it's like. It's funny, I was talking to a good friend of mine um, who's a podcaster. He runs a, a podcast called Morning Coach. I just interviewed him. He'll be on the show. He might have already been on depending on when this airs. But, um, yeah. you know, he talks a lot about energy and it's like about like the headspace and the mental barriers yes. and all of this stuff. And we need a daily dose, really. But we need yeah. to be self-help junkies in a sense. Yeah, because exactly. Because in life, in business, <laughs> it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so I love it that you said that and I'm, I'm glad that it, you know, the podcast was a resource for you to do that, um, totally. to give you a little bit more of a push or a little bit of a, of a nudge. Um, so, okay. So cool. You, you got through those, those barriers. Did you ever think at that point though, of like quitting and just being like, nah, I'm not going to try this business model. I'm going to be done. I was so excited about the possibilities at that point that no, I did I did not consider quitting. I, I figured eventually I would find the right product. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I really feel like the sky's the limit. And I, I feel like I have thought that since day one. Mm. And I mean, I guess the proof is in, is in your results, right? I mean, like, uh, I'm looking yeah. at your screenshot that you sent me over a while ago and I mean, you're talking over 182,000 in profit, 
since you started. You started November 15th of, of 2015. So, That's right. you know, so some people would be like, you know, well, let's break that out over, over the amount of time that you've been doing it. It's still, it's, it's still a healthy net profit for, uh, for just starting. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. And I didn't pinch the pennies as much as I, I could have. Um, you know, I spent, ex- you know, we can delve into some of this stuff, but I spent extra money to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. I spent extra money on all the tools uh, I thought I needed in terms of software um, to kind of get uh, a clear picture on things and track things well. So I, I wanted to do it right. I did not pinch the pennies and I was in it you know, to have fun and for the longer term. Yeah. yeah, And, and you're, I mean, again, you're, you're still making a net profit at the end of the day, uh, which is is pretty cool. You know, I'm looking here at your screenshot. We have 40% on the one spectrum and then the other one we've got 48. So it looks like it's gotten, it's gotten, um, you know, it's gotten around that range as far as like 40 to 50%. So it's somewhere in that range, which is great. Um, who wouldn't put a dollar in and get 40 cents back on the dollar? I mean, it's pretty, exactly. it's pretty cool. Um, all right, let, then let's dive into some of that stuff. So, okay, you get the product picked, you know, you're, you're happy with it, probably still nervous, you know, that whole thing, I get it. And then you're yeah. ready to launch. Like what happens, what happens after you order? Or did you want to talk about maybe the sourcing? Did the sourcing go okay? The sourcing went awesome. I got super lucky. I mean, you know, it's a slow, it's a bit of a slow process to find the right manufacturer, oh, yeah. but I, in terms of, you know, I, I did what you've suggested many times, which is to uh, basically reach out on Alibaba with a nice letter um, and did did definitely speak to a bunch of manufacturers. But I want to say speak, I, I mean by email. Yeah. One thing that's amazing about my story, I think I did not speak <laughs> on the phone once. Mm. Everything was done communi- via via electronic communication and email mm. the entire time. So that's that's kind of yeah, crazy. That is crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, no, I ended up spending some time and eventually getting really lucky with a great supplier who's uh, been, been phenomenal. So, so really phenomenal. So now you communicated with them. You got you ordered a sample or samples. I'm assuming. Yes. You got those shipped sure. to you. How was that yep. process? Did they look okay? Did you have to modify? Uh, they looked okay. They looked okay. And actually I had to do a, a, a custom mold. Okay. So we did. So I saw, I saw what they already had, um, to kind of judge quality and what they were capable of. And then I, I did, I spent, um, I think I spent about half of my initial investment was just on the mold. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I did that. And, uh, and yeah, it, you know, I got the samples. They look good. I paid for the mold, waited uh, about a month for manufacturing to be done. Okay. Um, and it was all, yeah, it was all knock on wood. It was all pretty smooth in terms of that part of it. Okay, cool, cool. So, okay, so now you get the mold going, you get your, your product, you're ready to, you know, it's maybe 30 days out. What are you doing in that meantime? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I was um, writing my listings, okay. obviously, starting to optimize my listings, thinking about who and how I'm going to get my images. Um, and uh, <clears throat> well, there's some period of time where they were making the mold <coughs> where um, I started to design the packaging. Gotcha. So pack- packaging, I think, is was a huge, huge part for me okay. because in the niche I'm in or was in, they, um, 
most of the competitors didn't have strong packaging. Mm. And so I, I made it a point to really spend some time and focus on that. Mm. And that really helped. So worked on the packaging during that time listing writing, um, and my launch plan, you know, how, how exactly I'm going, I'm going to kickstart this. Mm-hmm. And so figured out what launch services I was going to use. Um, yeah. So let, let me ask you this, cause uh, you, you launched in 2015, probably the first yes. product. So things were different then. So that's true. So you're yes. using a different, probably a different launch plan then maybe you're using a review group of some kind, um, yep. whatever, right? But now yep. things have changed. You have launched. Yes. Have you la- launched a product since the bigger changes? I did. Okay, I, I, I launched one product. Yeah. Okay. So let let's talk about that. So how did that go? And what did yeah. you do? Because I mean, I guess what we should probably say is like back in the day. <laughs> all right, yeah, when you, right. When you first, it is now. yeah, like when you would first start, you would go to a, a review group of some kind. They call them review groups. I always looked at them as just a, a a pool of people raising their hand saying like, I would like to, um, get product at a discount. And if, you know, if I get this at a discount, I'll give you my honest feedback, my honest review. That's basically what it was, but we called them review groups because that's kind of what you were going after. I always looked at them as a sale boost. Um, and then reviews would follow, but it's basically the same thing nowadays, just different on how you have to have to get those. It's still all of your ranking really is based off of not all of it, but a lot of it is based off of sales your sales velocity yeah. and then your optimization and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's different ways to do it nowadays. So my, I'm curious to what's your strategy now? Like if you're launching a product in today, you know, in today's, you know, time, yes. what's the strategy for you? So, um, one of the lessons learned from my first product or my, yeah, my first product, when I first initially launched was, uh, I had a really hard time collecting emails mm-hmm. and trying to go that route. Yep. I had a really hard time. Um, no, no great reason other than um, I, I don't know. I, I really just uh, didn't know how best to go about it. And you know, you you hadn't really uh, made that. And you've always said emails are important, um, but you've offered since then a lot of great advice around that. But so. Um, I forget what you asked. Yeah, me. yeah. Sorry. So, so like, so at, <laughs> at at that point, like, so how are how are you getting yeah. ready to launch the product? What's now? Yeah, what's different right. now? So, so honestly, with my I, my fifth product, my fifth and last product before I sold it, I launched it exactly the same way. Um, I did a viral launch uh, launch. Okay. And um, and actually, <laughs> it was funny because early on, I used. Um, I used uh, Get BSR, I yep. think was the yep. name of it, and you know that really was a review group, and you know it was kind of sales velocity and reviews early on with with Fire Launch, and obviously after that change, um, I got like no reviews. I gave I think I gave away a hundred products, and, and certainly got the sales boost and the ranking boost, which is was ultimately what I needed. Right. But I was upset actually because I, I think I got two reviews out of the hundred. Oh wow! <laughs> wow yeah. It was, yeah. but that's not what they're focused right. on, and, and right. uh, things are different. Yeah, they are, and I got to be honest, it's even the people now that are in those groups that are getting product at a discount. They're almost afraid to leave a review because their accounts yeah. can get banned for leaving reviews or other aspects of their of their account, right. and that's happened. Um, yep. And I've heard people say, I can still use my account, but I can't leave reviews now. So I've been basically blacklisted. 
Um, yep. So you, I can't I can't blame them. Um, but, yeah, but in the not. same breath, like you said, it would have been nice to get an, an, you know, 10 or 15 reviews out of that. Right. I mean, right. it would have been nice. Um, it would have been nice, but it's almost, it almost can work the opposite. Even if you have your follow-up sequence in place, whether you're using feedback genius or sales backer, whichever you're using, yeah. it's going to be harder because you're really following up with those people that are in those groups that are now aware that I probably shouldn't leave reviews cause I could get banned. That's exactly you know right. I mean? So yeah. if you cultivate your own email list, what I've been talking about, you've heard me talk about that, yeah. then they're yeah. not trained at all. They're just regular everyday people that are in your market. Yes. Um, so that's why I'm a big, big fan of that. It's been working great for us in our new brand. And um, I swear by it now. Me too. Yeah, so I, My new brand, that's what I'm doing. Totally yeah. swear by it. But the one little side note here is sometimes you have a brand that maybe an email list doesn't make sense. Or maybe you mm-hmm. have an open brand that has multiple different products. It's going to be hard to really do a, you know, a list to those people. Like you just kind of, you got to use your common sense and you got to also see if that's, if that's even the case. And it might be something that you consider now when you pick products moving forward, yes. because now you can say, can I build a list around this? And if I do, are they going to be responsive and, and wanting to get a discount on a product and whatever and interact and all that fun stuff. So you, you said something, uh, you said something that I want to let people know, like you actually sold this first brand then already currently. I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago I settled. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I knew we were going to go there, but you, you had yeah. mentioned it because, um, I was looking through the email and you had said you're in the process. So since we've emailed and since then you've actually closed on yeah. the deal now. Closed on the deal. It's a done deal. Wow. It, is, it is no longer my company. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly have mixed emotions about oh, it yeah. since I grew it from, from being a little baby, but, uh, very, very happy with the, the net outcome. And I was lucky enough to have an opportunity to keep some equity in the business as part of the deal. So I stay connected and I'm able to uh, share in some of the profits going forward. So it was really, really turned out to be a, a great thing. Cool. I, I, wanna, I definitely want to dig into that. Um, be, yeah. But before we dig into that, I do want to just kind of finish off kind of like yeah. how you built it to where it is now and then how the whole like being able to even sell it came about. Um, and yeah. then maybe we can talk so, about best practices as far as like if you like maybe things you've learned now that you've sold that you would do differently when you set up a new account and a brand and all that stuff. Sure. Um, sure. So let's let's wrap up like, OK, you've done good. You've started. You were you know, kind of focused. You're going to build this thing. You built it. Um, it's exceeded your expectations. You're like, this is great. I, you know, I launched this stuff. I had some ups and downs. I'm sure you had some hiccups here and there, but you just kept yep. kept moving on. You built this thing to where, um, you know. I mean, I'm looking at your screenshot again. I mean, you had over 20,000 plus units sold um, yeah. in uh, in a less than two years, right? It was, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it right. It was less than two years. 18 months. 18 months. Um, and it looks like your uh, gross sales was like over $458,000. Um, that's And then right. your net profit on that was like 182 and some change. So yep. that's pretty darn good, right? Like, I mean, I yeah. think anybody would, would do that in a heartbeat. Um, but- you're telling me that you didn't really do anything special. You just kind of followed through and kind of did your due diligence and, and, uh, yeah, you know, you kind of went through the process and now you're going to do it again. It sounds like, right. That's right. You no, know, it's an important point that, you know, as I, as I thought about what I was going to say when I spoke to you for this podcast, I really, <laughs> uh, for better or for worse, I didn't do anything special. Yeah. I just followed the process, mm. um, and, and stayed focused. And that's definitely an important point. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's not 
like we all say, it's not easy. It's definitely work. Sure. Um, and I put in the time, but uh, I just followed the process. And one thing that's really amazing also, I think, is I started this whole thing with only $6,000. Oh, okay. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. That's, that's yeah. great. Okay. That, that is my total buy-in. I ended up with five products um, when I sold it and everything was developed. You know, all that new growth was just reinvestment back into developing new products. So. And I was going to ask you that because when you start with $6,000, you you inv- yeah. well, and you had a mold made, so the mold I had a mold made. So about half of that was just the mold. So three thousand yeah. in a mold, and then three thousand in first run of inventory. What was the first run of inventory? Yeah. How, how many did you actually end up purchasing? One thousand units. Okay, so a thousand units were they about three bucks a piece? That's right, shipped. Yeah. Yeah. So about three bucks a piece, three thousand dollars in a mold, six thousand dollars is your total buy-in. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. That's. It's a great, it's a great number. And then from there now you start, you start bringing in some money and then you're just rolling that back into inventory and then maybe the profits you're going to start thinking about product too. Is that how it worked? Yeah, I honestly, I did not take much money out at all from the business. Uh, probably, probably around a thousand dollars total for myself during the first year. Everything else was reinvested back into the business Gotcha. Okay. in terms of developing new products. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like having those yeah. other products helped you, uh, you know, with other, pro- were those products related? I guess I should ask that question. Yeah, they were all related, all in the same niche. And, you know, I ended up doing multi-buy discounts, which I think was big um, in terms of uh, boosting my sales. And, and, you know, the more products you have under a niche and, and within a brand, uh, you know, the more substantial you look in terms of a company mm-hmm. and people will be even more likely to buy from you. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> one thing I definitely want to mention, I, I, I said earlier, um, packaging was really big for me, I think. And, you know, a good, uh, almost 50, 50 cents out of that $3 per unit cost was just in packaging and the insert, a little booklet. And um, the feedback I got immediately from customers was was really positive and people really notice that stuff. And I think that's huge. Yeah. I think everybody, you can't, you can't forego <clears throat> packaging. You can't, it's like if you're going to do it, I really think you need to spend the extra 25, 50 cents and, and have a nice box, nice, you know, whatever you can do depending on the size. But now who did, it's huge. Who did the, uh, the actual graphic design? So I, I bought, I, Okay. Is the short answer. Okay. I bought a uh, a subscription to Adobe uh, Creative Cloud, okay. and for 50, 50 bucks a month, you can get Photoshop and all their different products, which is kind of an interesting yep. thing that I found. Um, and I did it all myself because I, I enjoy that. And and uh, and now for my new brand, I decided to outsource that to a company called OutlineMatic.com, okay. and. Um, they're doing phenomenal, and, and in hindsight, <laughs> I probably should have done something like that in the first place. What's the What's um, the URL to that again? Yeah, it's outlinematic.com. Hmm. I've and, never actually uh, heard of them, so I'm going to look them up for sure. And uh, please do. They They are phenomenal, super reasonably priced. Uh, I had them do my new brand logo, packaging, uh, all the graphics, everything, and it was super reasonably priced, and they just did a really phenomenal job. I, I show all my friends and family what they produced, and they just cannot believe uh, the result, and, and especially when I tell them what I paid. Yeah, so no, that's, that's I, awesome. 
It's a great resource. I think I, I think they do. Uh, I think they have a, a special right now for two hundred fifty dollars for all of that. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's a great deal. It totally yeah, is. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out. Heck, I uh, might even uh, reach out to them and and see if uh, if uh, they're willing to even uh, even give uh, the audience a discount of some kind. Maybe we can work out something with those guys. So sure. yeah, I'll definitely check that out. So, okay, cool. Awesome. Um, I've always used either 99designs or um, even someone on Upwork. Um, I mean, right. I've, again, I can do it myself. I, I'm pretty good in Photoshop uh, just from my background, but time for right. me, it's all about time and, um, and yep. people that can, especially when you get into box design and stuff, then you got to do all the sides and you got to do inserts and all that fun stuff. Yes. So when you have someone that can do it, you just kind of tell them what you want in it and then they kind of make it all fit. Um, which is kind of nice. So cool, Definitely. man. Um, good. Um, so packaging, packaging is big. So let's let's just kind of let's kind of just put the the highlighter right there for a second. Like, let, yeah. let's highlight that with a yellow highlighter. Like, we definitely need to make sure that packaging. And I agree, and I think moving forward, it's going to become even more important. And I think yeah. the other thing is, I don't know if you did it or not, but are you including your box or your packaging in the image that is your main image? Of course. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think as far as like hijackers, I think that's important now too, because when you have mm-hmm. that in there, it's also going to let the hijackers know that you're a brand and then also you have certain markings on the box and they would have to duplicate that as well. Um, so it's going to make yeah. you uh, not as easy of a target to to hit. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm a big fan of putting the packaging in, in the actual uh, uh, images. So, okay, cool. So images is a big, big deal. Um, and again, nothing special. You just kind of, you kind of kept drilling down into that niche and then you went a little bit wider. And then from there you started to probably get some cross sales and, and all of that fun stuff. Um, what were the price points of these products? Let me ask you that. Yeah. Um, well, I had one of those experiences that you often hear of where you price it at what you think you can get for Mm -hmm. it, which initially my first product, I priced, uh, $15. And got low on my first uh, batch uh, in terms of inventory and bumped the price up to stifle demand. And the demand increased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You yeah. hear that story oh, pretty yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, since then, I've kept that price around $25. Wow. Wow. Yeah, big difference. That's a huge difference. <laughs> very, very big difference. And so all, all, all the products are around that range between um, – 15 and up to 25. Okay. And, and the price point for you to, to land those is probably between three and five. Exactly. You got it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. All right. So that's really a great path for people to, to kind of follow and to listen to. And I think the one big thing, like you just said, was follow the plan, but then also, um, you know, packaging. So just really, yes. really uh, try to concentrate on that. And people think packaging has to be like really super expensive. Um, I think it doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, a yeah. lot of times they'll do it for you as far as like all of the boxes and stuff. You just have to adapt your graphic. Your graphic is going to be the thing that's yep. going to cost the money up front. But then it's something that they yep. just print over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, cool. I was shocked how cheap that was. Yeah, no, that's, to do, to that's do. a great point. So now yeah. you're you're sitting here and you're you're rolling, you know, pretty well along your, your journey. Where does yeah. this... I'm going to sell the business come from. Um, it came out of left field. <laughs> I, I can't rem- honestly. It did. Oh. I don't. I, I don't remember what I read, where I read it, but something made me aware that this was a possibility. Okay. Okay. You know, I was. I, I probably read a post on Facebook 
of somebody else mentioning that they were doing it. That's my guess. But honestly, I don't remember exactly what that trigger was that made me think that this was possible. And then I started to do a little research about the market and, you know, how much, how much, uh, this was really happening. And I was shocked to find out yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing. That there's a huge market, yeah. huge market. Yep. Um, and as soon as I found that out, I said, I said, I'd be stupid not to do it. That's how I felt about it. Because as you know, every day, um, with, with the Amazon business, uh, that the fact that they own the listing mm-hmm. and they can do what they want in theory with your business, um, it's it's scary. So there's always inherent risk with being on there, and and um, I just kind of felt like, um, you know, cut and run. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I I can do it now. I you know I I've had good success, and and I figured uh, do this and and do it again. So okay, so what I'm hearing is, and I and I'm I'm actually starting to hear a little bit more of this is you know you kind of went through the process you figured out how to find products get them listed do good listings do good packaging do all of the right. the work up front get it built maybe in a year or 18 months get it turning a profit and then from there you can say okay I've got a house for sale yeah basically i and and i was again i was totally floored yeah by the market for it yeah I no it is idea. it's a big market and um i mean yeah. i'm seeing every day go up um you know, I had Justin on from uh, Empire Flippers, which he, you know, right. and they weren't even aware of it up, up till about a year and a half ago. And then all of a sudden they're flooded now with businesses yeah. ranging from you can buy one for 30 grand all the way up to a million dollars or right. more. Um, so let me. Now, it's funny. Yeah, go, go it's ahead. funny you mentioned those numbers because <laughs> one of the things that really played into my decision or, or indecisiveness about moving forward on that, because of the way the valuation works. Typically, it's a twelve-month rolling average, uh, rolling uh, net profit, some multiple of the twelve-month uh, last twelve months of profit. And because I had over those last twelve months, I had not had all five of my products live. Mm. Right, I could have waited this out another six to twelve months. And if I had waited another twelve months, and assuming everything continued to go well, I probably could have doubled my money. Mm. Um, but it goes back to, you know, I, I really, I just felt like, don't be greedy. Mm. You know, this is an opportunity now. Um, you know, I worked hard, but it's also feels like I just, I didn't get lucky, you mm. know, but, um, I feel, I just, I feel fortunate that it happened, that I had the opportunity and I just felt like, don't be greedy. I'm, I'm going to do this and try to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let, let's talk about how they get the evaluation again. Um, cause yeah. I know people find that, that kind of interesting and some people are shocked yeah. that, um, people are paying, um, they're paying a multiple that high. Yes. What, yes. what were you told and what, I guess, what did it work out to like, like for, I mean, to keep it simple, the way that yeah. I've always been told and, and kind of heard how people are doing it is basically you are taking that 12 month number, you're dividing that right. by, by uh, 12 Right, because then right. we're going to find out the average month. Even though one month might have been three thousand, one month might might have been ten thousand. You're going to find the yeah. average across the yeah. board, and then depending on how old the account is, how seasoned it is, maybe other assets yes. that are along with it, email list, uh, social media channels, whatever. Uh, there's a multiple of generally between twenty and thirty percent. 
Um, yes. Or, or 30 times, I'm sorry, not percent, 30 times. So so basically if you're, if you're netting, let's keep it simple, uh, $2,000 a month, then you can you can multiply that by 20 or 30 and that would be your buy for that for that FBA business. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly my understanding as well and that seems to be what happened with me. Now I was my broker um, was was even kept it I think maybe a little more simple in that it, uh, do it as a multiple of just um, do it as a multiple of the total 12 month profit. Oh, I see. So, yeah. So in my case, uh, we priced it at, I think 2.6 times the last 12 months of profit. Oh, okay. So you're basically selling your business for, or you're looking to sell your business for two or two and a half times what you could make this year. Okay. So, and then the break, I think, think, okay. And again, trying, trying to do some quick math here, but if, if you made $25,000 net, then you are going to basically get $65,000. Yes. Yep. I just use my calculator on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a slave to calculator. I'm not that too. smart. <laughs> uh, so, full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure. Uh, I can do two plus two, but that's about as far as we're going to go with that on the fly here. Uh, yeah. You know, so, okay. And so that, okay. So if you're, okay. And if I did it the other way, if I did two two $2,000, times uh let's say we just did a 25x then it'd be 50,000 so it it, again it's going to depend on um i believe it's also going to depend on those additional assets you know and that that 2.6 that you said it could have been three if maybe you said you had an email list of 50,000 you have a social presence on youtube and all these things then you might have went up to a 3x the most yes that's true but uh the most important thing is just the length of time you've been in business. Gotcha. You know, that proven record. How long have you been showing these strong numbers mm-hmm. or numbers at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as an occasion for how steady and likely this is to, to continue. So, you know, businesses that are, are being sold that have five to ten years of history are going for four and five multiples gotcha. where I went for half that. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's risk is really what we're looking it at, is. right? It's like, okay, let's see, you've been in it for 12 months. Eh, you still could basically, you know, you could go down tomorrow. If you've been on for four or five years, you've kind of got a good track record. So we're willing to invest a little bit more. Yeah. And actually, and a really important point. And let me, let me mention my broker. Yeah, yeah, my absolutely. broker was amazing. Yeah. Uh, his name's Cornwood Mass. And he, his URL is the FBA broker.com, the FBA broker.com. And, uh, we set up a, a link slash TAS. Oh, cool. So people can come in and yeah. And, um, and, uh, just kind of get in touch with him. Cause again, he really knowledgeable and, uh, really walked me through the process, held my hand and it was great. Yeah, no, that's um, that's great. And again, I I didn't um, I didn't know that you were gonna you know give us a, a, a resource, but that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I I would love to uh, to dig into a little bit more of like number one, how did you discover him, or how did he discover you? Like, where did that great. where did that happen? Just the internet, you know, yeah. that crazy internet thing. I did some Google searches, and um, uh, you know, he's got with that URL name. With the, with the domain yeah. name, the, the FBA broker.com. If you search, you know, I want to sell my 
FBA business, he's one of the first things to come up. Cool. So he's he's got uh, his SEO that, down. That simple. Yeah, yeah. He's got his he SEO does. down, which is which is great. Um, and uh, the cool thing about this, and again, I mean, I'm, I'll look into it again myself because uh, again, there's there, there's a there's a market out there for people to just build these and flip them in a sense, yes. right? You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's kind of what you're interested in doing now moving forward is kind of like, I, I've kind of figured this thing out. Now I want to be able to maybe just, maybe do one of these every year or every two years and and then cash out. Um, yeah. That's something that, that people can do that are good at this, but they don't want to hold a business on forever. Let, let me ask you this yeah. though, in that process, yeah. what kind of vetting is, is happening and, and kind of how does that stuff work? Great question. So, uh, you mentioned one or two years, so he he really recommends at least two years. Okay. And now, and I mentioned I, I had eighteen months, um, and certainly businesses do sell with twelve months. Uh, twelve months is absolute bare minimum, mm-hmm. and uh, and two years is really nice to nice to have. So um, vetting wise, uh, <laughs> is pretty in depth. Um, pretty in-depth and really he does up front what a buyer would want to do which is a very detailed PL analysis of the last at least 12 months he, he went back to day one full 18 months of all the detailed numbers in terms of monthly uh profits and losses mm. okay like super super detailed um now <clears throat> I'm remembering now. I actually, I actually did pay him to do that for me, but he offers really detailed instructions on how to pull that information together yourself. Um, you know, so somebody could certainly save the money uh, and do it themselves. But at that point, I, 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 it looked, it looked like a lot of work. It is a lot of work mm. to pull all that all that data together. So, so how long um, did it take for that process? I think people would probably want to know that too. Like, what's the what's the you know what did it take to you said yes I'm going to go ahead and do this. The vetting starts and then you know we, we're ready yeah. to put it up uh, for sale. I think it was probably about a month. Oh, okay. Between That's yeah, between terrible. getting not terrible, getting the PNL, and then he also did a detailed walkthrough of my account mm-hmm. so doing a screen share where you sh- share your screen <clears throat> you log in and you know he basically wants to see that you are the true owner mm-hmm. of the account and that the numbers are all there on the screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> associated with that account again he's doing what a buyer would want to do sure. and actually the the buyer the buyer i sold to did it again um the exact same thing mm-hmm. so which was nice because I knew what to expect. Also, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's that's smart, and uh, and I think again they're doing it also because I mean you're buying someone's business, so you got to be able to see underneath the hood, not just what you did as screenshots a month ago or yes. whatever. Right. They want to see like now, um, and exactly. and so I, I guess the other thing is like uh, you know as far as the process is, uh, you know at at that point like. Is this just your only account that you had? So then you just hand over the keys to your account, mm. or is this something that now you, they're just going to be able to sell that product and you're never going to sell on that listing again? Like, how did that work? <clears throat> so those two things are, are both an option, and both things happen in, in the market, is my understanding. But in my case, I just gave them the account because I had the one brand on the one account, and I just handed it over. Okay. 
as part of the deal. Yeah. Okay. So would you would you parallel, say that would you say that that's important though for someone if they were thinking to do this and they're just starting out to kind of set it up that way that way you could just hand it over? Yes, I, I think that makes sense. If it definitely makes it a lot easier to take that approach. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I I've heard. I've heard it's a lot easier, you know, instead of like saying, like, yeah. and because then also I look at it like, well, you know, if you're just going to say that you're able to sell the brand now, but then that person's still going to be operating under that account, it makes it really, I don't know, makes it strange. Um, it does make it strange. And one thing I did find out towards the end of the process, <laughs> probably should have understood this a little better uh, earlier, but um, you can't officially uh, through Amazon TOS, you can't sell your account. Mm. So it's not it's not that you're selling your account. You're selling your business, and you're handing over the account associated with that business. But if you know when you're dealing with Amazon uh, through the process, you know you kind of got to be careful about what you say. <laughs> um, gotcha. And, and you know, and, and make it clear that you're not selling the account. You're selling the business. Gotcha. Uh, it just yeah. happens that that account is associated with that business. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if if it was someone's, well, kind of like their personal account, but then they 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 put a business underneath that same account, then basically they're just that's saying, a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's I'm sure that that's happened. And for sure, and if that does, then that's going to be like, well, the person that's selling the business is the business, so we're selling that account. I guess there would have to be some type of language used there uh, yeah. to make that all work. But um, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, so all right, let's. Let's kind of wrap up by, well, the other thing is too, you also wanted to also mention like, how do you find a buyer? Who found the buyer? Yeah. So, uh, well, the broker did, I mean, within, I was lucky enough to have multiple conversations and offers within the first one and a half, two weeks wow. of listing it. Wow. Um, and I attribute a lot of that to corn at the FBA broker.com. He really, he obviously, uh, is getting the word out effectively and has has some good uh, contacts and yeah he, he really put me in touch uh, with quite a few people pretty quick and then uh, definitely want to mention the buyers of the business they were phenomenal in terms of working with them and, and through the process uh, they're called digital asset asset excuse me digital assets international uh, CA digital assets international CA they're in Canada John Haver uh, was one of the main guys I, I worked with there, and he was actually on your podcast. Yeah, yeah I know John. Yep, podcast one fifty eight. And I, I, after all this, I went back and listened to his <laughs> his podcast. That was pretty interesting. He had a podcast with you on Authority websites. Yep. That was pretty good. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. They were they were phenomenal, and uh, I, I feel fortunate to have been you know done business with them. They were great. Yeah, and, and it's funny. Um, you know, I knew when they were putting that group together, and I knew that it was going to be pretty solid. So, um, yeah. and that's really what they're doing, right? They're bu- they're buying uh, digital assets. They're building, you know, a a little a company. I say little. They're going to grow a big company that'll have a bunch of these underneath their their you know their brand in a sense that they're exactly. going to be operating and running, and then the revenue coming in from that, and and the the net money coming in from that, the investors will get a portion. It's kind of like buying property, buying real estate. Um, yeah, the same just a new concept, property. just in a digital yeah. world, which is crazy that we're able to do that now, which is it's just it awesome. Is. So it is awesome. With, with all that being said, we just covered a ton. What what yeah. are you working on now, Brian? Like, what's what's got you fired up? What are you working on? Uh, like what's what's you know what's driving you today? 
I'm never, I've never been more motivated in my life and more excited in my entire life for what's coming next for me. I'm starting a new brand. It's about 30 days out from official launch, uh, totally new niche, totally, um, yeah, I'll say it's in the beauty and healthcare area. Um, and, uh, it's got, it's got a, uh, humanitarian, uh, piece of it in terms of, uh, fair trade sourced product and um gonna really make it a point to give back uh have a, a charity uh, piece a piece of uh, the puzzle there Love that. and yeah it just feels good man if it, even just the idea that i'm going to do it i haven't done it yet just the idea that i'm going to be able to do that it just feels great i'm super excited no it's that's awesome and i mean so now in your head are you going to build this with the intentions to sell for sure i think so I think so. Yeah. Are you are you thinking think, as quick? Or are you thinking you, you would probably wait the the two years to try to get the maximum? That's a great question. Uh, I think it depends on how how things go. Okay. I, I think probably about the same time. Okay. I think two years. The the demand in, in this niche is much higher, so oh, it's huge competition. So that that's uh, that's where I'm nervous. Huge competition. I I did not follow the same advice here in terms of you know finding something with adequate demand but minimal competition mm-hmm. i decided to go and find I, I found i found a product that i feel good about the differentiation mm-hmm. and i feel good about um the ability to compete but in a very competitive market and so with that being so, said like so what's your yeah. what's your strategy moving into a competitive market nowadays yeah so uh, I'm taking a lot of your advice. I'm I, I'm doing a giveaway right now oh, cool. to collect emails. I have a thousand emails nice. already, which I'm su- it's unbelievable. Nice. Um, and I have a Facebook page, and I'm doing a lot of that through. And uh, I also I'm on all the social media sites doing doing postings. Um, you know, just drumming up some buzz and trying to get the brand name out there and, and collect emails. Nice. Yeah, no, I, think that, I think that's yeah. the answer for you. If you're going to go into a competitive space, you have to do that. Let me ask you this too: Do you have are are you going to be a face, or is there someone in the business that's going to be the face? So I actually today they're wrapping up filming um, the actual people involved with creating the product, uh-huh. and they have incredible stories. Nice, right? So really, really challenging lives. The um, the ability to produce this product is is supporting the entire community, right where they are. Nice. And so and so I have I, I asked a f- uh, videographer to go there and spend several days interviewing these people and getting their stories. And so that's that's my plan is to make the, the actual producers of the product the, the face. Love it. And I I hope it's going to work. I think it will. I think it's going to do great. No, I love that. Yeah. I love that idea of getting the people Thanks. that are creating the actual product and then, uh, you know, sharing the stories of why this is important and, and, and why they're yeah. creating. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's going to do great. And I, I think we're going to have to have you back on and do an update and see how things are going, good or bad. Awesome. I just want to, yeah. I want to, I definitely want to hear it. And, um, well, don't jinx me. No, no, I, I, I just like people to know that it's not always just going to be roses, right? But yeah. you're going to have some, some sticking points and, and especially getting, sure. when you're going to build a brand, it's going to be a harder road than just trying to go after the numbers. Uh, yes. you know, so you're prepared for it. And I think you, I think you're going to do great. I think at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to be, 
you know, telling us the story of how you did it, but I'm also going to hear, I'm sure, you know, some of the obstacles that you had to, you know, to kind of overcome and stuff. And, but I, I think you're going to, I think you've already done it, but you're actually just scaling it differently now where you're going to, to, to level up your game a little bit and, uh, yeah. and kind of go out there and, and really try to compete. But I think you have the pieces. Right. I think having a charity piece is key, um, mm-hmm. in, in brands, uh, especially if you want to grow quickly. Um, and then I think having the people, the creators involved is a, that's, that's next level stuff. Like that's, that's great, Thanks, great man. stuff. So yeah, we'll have you, we'll have you back on for sure. I'm going to definitely follow up with you awesome. and we'll, we'll have you back on and we'll, we'll see how things are going and if things have changed and, and, uh, what kind of projections you have at that point. But, uh, Hey, I just want to thank you again for number one, you know, posting in the Facebook group, letting people know that, uh, you know, this is all still possible. You, you just have to go out there and put in the work. And I just want to just say again, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, and the main point of that post was not only to show people that, but also to thank you, because you really are changing lives. And you've heard it before, but I'm sure it doesn't hurt to hear it again. You're offering so much value to people uh, that really uh, anybody out there can take this information and really change their their lives with it. And you know, I, I thank you for that for sure. Well, I appreciate hearing that. And yes, that doesn't get old. That actually inspires me and motivates me to keep going. So Brian, I, I appreciate it, brother. And uh, keep me posted. And um, yeah, we'll definitely get you back on. So keep rocking, brother. Thanks, man. Great talking to you, Scott. Okay. So, right. I mean, I was not kidding. That was awesome. I love, love listening to stories of how people got started kind of what they went through, and then now, I mean, for Brian to go on to sell it, I love hearing about all of the different details and really digging into kind of like the journey because everyone is a little bit different, but some of the things they have in common are, well, they got started, number one. Number two, they didn't give up. They knew that it wasn't going to be an overnight success, right, and they just kept at it, right? So that's the big, big takeaway For anyone listening, if you're new or maybe you're struggling right now or maybe you're having some success right now, understand that you're going to have ups, so you're going to have downs, but there's also different things along the journey that are going to start to appear. Like in this case, for Brian, someone contacting him or him doing a little bit of research to see about selling the business and then being able to, to get a nice little payday. And then now he's doing it over again. So you can you can kind of tell he really does enjoy building these businesses. And, you know, I've kind of thought about this in the past. And I think I've heard someone else say it. I'm not quite sure where, but kind of like we're, we're kind of playing a game in a sense. I mean, almost in life, if you treat things like if we're playing a game, there's, you know, I kind of go back to football. I mean, I'm a football fan, but not a huge, huge like football fan, but I understand the game. I played the game like you run plays right? You, you, you go in there and you kind of set up a certain play and then you run the play and then you kind of see what happens and then you adjust. And the same thing goes here in business. And if you think about it like that, you can't plan everything. Like you, you know, if you're a, if you're a football team, you're not going to be able to predict exactly what's going to happen. You're going to think you might know, but then until you actually put that ball in motion, or in this case, if you put a product in motion, that's when you're going to start to see what you need to do next. And then things will happen. All right. So just understand that. I really, really want you guys to understand that because some of you may be struggling right now or some of you may be just getting started right now and you're a little overwhelmed. Do not get overwhelmed. One chunk at a time, one step 
at a time. Keep focused on what you're working on right now. All right, so just want to really remind you of that. And the other thing I should probably remind you of that because, you know, there is almost 400 episodes now and I get a lot of people that say, Scott, like, where do I start? And I'm actually going to be in the near future, I'm talking probably in the next month or so, depending on my schedule, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to record three to five episodes, somewhere in that range, depending on how many it takes, and I'm going to go through and break down the five phases, very similar to how I do it on our workshop. Now, if you guys have not attended our workshop, I'm going to invite you there now, all right? So go to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, all right? And that will take you to a page that will have our upcoming workshops, and you can register for one there completely free, all right? And then from there, you can actually see exactly the steps that it's going to take to get up and running and get your first product launched, all right? So definitely go check out theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, you'll see an upcoming one there. By then, you might even see an on-demand feature. So uh, just go there and register, and you'll have everything broken down in under an hour and a half. Under 90 minutes, everything would be broken down on that workshop. But again, I am looking to put together a series of podcast episodes where I'm going to break down those five phases just like I would on the workshop. All right, so keep an eye out for that. All right, so guys, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. The show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 398, and you can find all the goodies there, the links, the show notes, all that stuff can be found there at theamazingseller.com forward slash 398, and keep your eyes and ears peeled for episode 400, which we're approaching very, very quickly. I'm super excited. We're probably going to be, actually, we are going to be skipping an Ask Scott session because it's going to fall on a Friday. So that episode will take place of an Ask Scott session and then we'll resume the following week. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.